We here at Yash Jesus believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Not with people and not with produce. Which is why we're so excited to be partnering with Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is an online grocer that recovers ugly produce and surplus foods that would otherwise go to waste. And delivers fresh, customizable boxes to your door for up to 30% less than the grocery stores. We're talking farmer's market quality girls. Without the hassle of going out of your house, honey. Without the hassle. And now, Imperfect has expanded to include pantry staples like lentils, rice, olive oil, and bread, you name it, to help round out your shopping. <laughs> girls, I just got my weekly shipment of imperfect produce, and let me tell you. Ooh, spill it, girl, spill it. I got this ugly little watermelon that puts the pretty little peach in Call Me By Your Name to shame. <laughs> That's the tea! Trust me, you're going to want to get in on this. To get your first shipment of perfectly imperfect farm fresh produce, go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code YASJESUS. That's Y-A-S-S-J-E-S-U-S. Welcome to Yas Jesus. We aren't spiritual leaders. We aren't theologians. Or prophets. Or even really that sure of what we're doing. We're just two lost sinners who love the Lord and want to open up his grace to other people who are on this journey alongside us. This isn't a tutorial on how to be Christian, but rather an exploration on what that actually means. In a safe space. Thank you, and God bless. Kings and queens and in-betweens, sinners, saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another fierce episode of Yash Jesus! Hi, I'm Daniel Francesi, and I'm here with... Azariah Southworth. And today, we believe that God, more than ever, has a place for all young people. That's right. God's here for the youths. God is on TikTok. God is on Christian Mingle. <laughs> God is sassy, bougie, and maybe not ratchet, but here for the ratchet. Um, <laughs> we think that God is there for young people, and young people need to realize that. Yeah, but there's some places that doesn't allow for young people to experience God to the fullest and community in the fullest. And mm. one of those places we're going to talk about today. We're going to get into that later. But first, come on in. Come on in and have a seat in the pews. Pew. 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 Just, yeah, grab yourself a lemonade. It's good to see you, Brian. Hey, Emily. How's it going, Millicent? Did you get that job? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Don't don't even, don't spoil that. Tay-Tay. Hey, girl. Hey, Tay-Tay. You're back. Let's get right into it today with her awesome praise report and prayer request. Set it as sharp as a tack that time. And I'm going to, you almost spoiled that. It was almost a spoiler, but Emily got the job praise report. Look at that. A direct, yes, congratulations, a direct reaction to your prayers, folks. Emily is now working at TJ Maxx, and I am so stoked for you. Yeah, wear, wear a TJ mask and take care of yourself. I think that's awesome. We have a lot of things to be grateful for, don't we, Ezzy? This one comes from, we're just going to call them Vex, um, because they didn't include a name. Okay. So Vex says, I'm not sure if this is a prayer request or a praise report, but I just want to thank you guys so much for creating your podcast. This is a little bit long, so hang in here with me. I left church in 2014 after a number of spiritual leaders in my life hurt me and my family. Relatable. In 2015, I realized I was aromantic and asexual, and in 2017, non-binary, but have kept this a secret from everyone I know outside of my anonymous internet circle because my family is staunchly unaffirming, and I've genuinely feared being thrown out if I said anything. While I've always known that God is with us regardless of church, and I've tried my best to cling to the knowledge that the words and actions of people are not always a reflection of God, 
With the spiritual struggle in combination with the long string of family illnesses, deaths, and other issues, I grew lonely and resentful and resigned myself to being agnostic. I feel that. But finding your podcast on a whim and hearing that it's still possible for me to exist as I am while loving and loved by God and that there are others just like me was exactly what I needed to hear. I know you guys don't claim to be spiritual leaders of any sort, but I want you to know that just putting yourselves out there and sharing your stories has helped save me from my struggle. I have a lot to catch up with on, with God on, and I'm not yet at a place where I feel safe enough to reach out to a local community, but I can see the other side of this hill, and that I'll be at that place soon. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving me hope again. Wow, Vex, right? God bless you, Vex. Thank you for listening, and I'm glad that we're reaching you. I... The first thing that I want to address is, so you say you're uh, asexual and aromantic and also non-binary and that your parents aren't affirming. Are they not affirming of you? Um, because I, because that's interesting to me, because uh, th- with that with asexuality and aromantic, like you're not actually physically or romantically linked with anyone. So they shouldn't have a problem with like any sort of relationship situation. If it's a non-binariness and you expressing yourself with clothing or playing around with gender norms when it comes to like how you wear, I mean, everyone throughout time uh, in history, clothing has changed and it's all just fabric and paint at the end of the day. This could be a very teachable lesson for your family. And you have a family that is around for you and out there in the world that'll accept you for exactly who you are. And also even a a romantic and asexual, there's no reason that you couldn't partner with somebody and have a beautiful partnership. You know, there could be somebody out there for you that would be able to do those things for you as well without having to have you have any of the normal constructs that anybody else requires of you. You could be exactly unabashedly you and still have everything in this universe that everyone else is allowed to have. There is something there for you, including and especially God. God is there for you no matter what. So this prayer request comes from Erica. She's asking that we pray for LGBTQ plus Christians who are out there and getting rejected by other Christians. So we are praying for you and standing in the gap for you, honey. I think this is like an important lesson that we have to just keep being reminded because it's you know you don't hear it enough, and especially for the youth, it's important for you to know. Azrai and I were interviewed uh, along with our freaking Deacon Ross uh, earlier today for a publication, and one of the questions they asked was like, "What is the one thing that caused you to want to do this podcast? What is like the one thing that if you had to get one message out there to somebody, what would it be?" And that is that you do not have to choose between gay and God. That is not a choice that you that God will ever ask you to make. Those are constructs and things that are put on you from the world and and media and organized religion and other things. God will never put any kind of parameters on your love. He will love you unconditionally and forever. And we'll be back with the scripture of the day. Why did I say that like I was Krusty the Clown? I was like, scripture of the day. (laughs) All right, just cut to commercial. Listen up, Yas Jesuits. If you follow us on Insta, you know that we are obsessed with CBD caring products. Obsessed. They are women-owned Vegas companies started by a mother who's just trying to help her daughter heal. They started in their kitchen, but now they're here with a full operation in Las Vegas, making these incredible projects that all started from a mother's love. And you know they love the LGBTQIA plus community Mm -hmm. because they won the best float in the Vegas Pride Parade. Yes, they did. (laughs) Their products are of the highest standard. Awesome quality CBD with no THC. No THC. That's important because... 
You're not going to get high, but you're going to get all the benefits. Yeah, their products are made from the highest quality natural ingredients. Never tested on animals, except for their pet products, which are quality controlled and approved with the founders, Doggies, Nacho, and Cerveza. <laughs> this is not your normal pet product. <laughs> they carry products from pain relief to skincare. I'm a huge fan of their comfort cream for sore muscles and joints. As a matter of fact, my shoulder's kind of hurting from the gym, Azzy. You might give me a little rub oh, with yeah, that comfort cream. Oh, yeah, you get over cream. here. Get over oh, here. That feels so comforting and creamy. And let me tell you, they also have a CBD infused lubricant what? called knob polish or well other stuff you want to try that one out uh duh all right let's go do that and while we do that you should check out their website at cbdcaring.com or follow them at cbdcaring you won't regret it make sure to use the promo code yasjesus25 for 25 percent off your first order We're back, but before we get to scripture of the day, you want okay. to make, you, you had a little uh, mis, mishap. Yeah, so I, I mistook Erica's prayer request that it was for non-affirming Christians, which, hey girl, we're praying for you, like I said. But also, there are people in the open Christian community who still don't fully accept people who are practicing homosexuality. That's not what you and I believe. We believe that you're, you can you can mix your sexuality and your spirituality mm-hmm. and have it be one. You know, everything is with intention, I believe. Right, and so to reiterate, the Erica's prayer request was really for the LGBTQ plus Christians that are getting rejected. So, girl, we're praying for you non-affirming Christians, but, you know, our focus right now are, are on the ones that are needing the help. So, that's the LGBTQ plus Christians. I wanted to add another, before we get to the scripture of the day, I wanted to add a mini scripture that that's coming to mind right now, which is Psalms 139, which this, says that God knit us inside and out inside the womb. Mm. And I just want to remind you that you are tailor-made, you are perfected and made by God, and God don't make no junk. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And now it's time for okay. Now I can get the sing song again. The scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Oh oh oh. Scripture of the day. Oh oh. It's soul food. No, I was trying to be like Barry White. I was trying to be like it's soul food. It's soul food, baby. No, I can't. I, I, sometimes food. I can get that deep voice. Like if I have a few drinks and the next day my voice is really deep, catch me. Let's record that because it's like I got that soul food voice. Barry White. I have Barry yeah, White. Barry White yeah. voice. My mom says that Barry White's my real dad. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's fantasizing about Barry White. <laughs> Your mom. And playing him in the background. Oh, I love that. I, I relate to her on that level. Okay. All right. Our scripture of the day comes from Matthew 18, verse 6. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were fastened around your neck and you were drowned in the depth of the sea. Whoa, I have never heard that. Jesus was not beating around the bush about (laughs) this. That is a mic drop. Yeah, Jesus was like, oh... You're saying my children that I love, that I created, Yo, can don't I, can have I see that? Can space I see that? here? Who do you think you are? Tie a rock around your neck and go jump off a cliff. That's another good example of God being funny. This is funny. Where is it? Point it to me. Oh, for, here we go. Okay. This is crazy. Okay. Because I could see this totally working as like a Sopranos mafia moment. Hey. <laughs> If any of you put a stumbling block in front of any of these little kids, <laughs> you better believe me. It'd be better for you if I got a rock around your neck and they threw you in the river. That's what I heard. That's what I heard when you read that. We'll handle you how we handle the rest. <laughs> that was like some mafioso. You better watch your mouth. Jesus was a boss. Yeah. He was a boss. He didn't put up with the Philistine Listen, shit. He that didn't... was a mama bear moment. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That was a mama yeah, bear yeah, yeah. moment. You don't. Me- he was like, do not mess with my children. Yeah. Do not mess with the children of God. That's right. You guys are in 
anointed. You're protected. Okay. If you're a young person, you're listening to this. It goes beyond, you know, Christian Day at Disney World or whatever mm-hmm. it is as mm-hmm. part as far as youth group goes. We are here. This is the youth group and an opportunity for young people is the transition from Sunday school, Sunday stories. We're not going to tell you mm-hmm. about the fire and brimstone yet. Mm-hmm. We're going to let you know about Noah and the cute little two lions that walked up the, you know what I mean? It's not about, it's about your foundation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Youth group yeah. is your transition yeah. before you sit inside church, before you're sitting <laughs> in the pews. Before you can join the adult table. Before you can join the adult <laughs> table and take in some real messages, you know, it's the not, meat of the word, the meat of the word, you know, we can hold your attention. Um, in this little group where you can have a community with people your own age who are dealing with real world things. Mm-hmm. It is weird because I think sometimes with church, there is like an assimilation that people kind of just like follow and get into. And before you're an adult and you say, okay, I'm going to subscribe to this rhetoric mm-hmm. and I'm going to, this is what it's going to be for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was most doubtful when I was a teenager. That was the time of my life that I was like the most doubtful. Yeah. The things that I was worried about were puberty. I was a late bloomer. I was like, uh-huh. do I have hair into my arms? Like, <laughs> you know, in ninth grade, like yeah. freaking out, really wanting to have like a wet dream and experiencing like becoming <laughs> like, no, it was, a, they're not all that. Okay. <laughs> but I'm saying like, as uh, growing up, I wanted are, to experience that feeling. I wanted to experience the Holy spirit. I really, you know, wanted yeah. to experience, uh, having a hand laid on me and me falling me down to the ground mm-hmm. and just like feeling God and, and having that be, I want God to prove himself to me. Okay. And then I, you know, as an actor, I want to like be in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think all of those things were things that I chased that, that don't quite exist. You know, like if you're going to have some sort of sexual ejaculatory moment, that's going to happen from your being aroused. You, you, like, you know, and like sometimes you can't create a dream in the middle of the night. Do you know what I'm saying? Have, some kind of action has to happen for that. And I believe the same thing about like uh, finding a place where you can be spiritually connected. Like you have to soul search that. You have to fi- get to a place where something like that can crack open. And then as far as being an entertainer, I, I haven't felt more in the moment than doing something like this where I could mm-hmm. use my gifts and also talk about Christ and about life and just be honest and be open. Mm-hmm. And those things take those things are journeys Mm -hmm. and when you're young you just want things to happen so fast Mm -hmm. like you want things to just why don't i have a car yet everything why don't i have a house why why don't i have a boyfriend girlfriend why Why can't this person sleep over why can't i go to prom with this one whatever it is you have why don't i speak in tongues okay no but that was one you know (laughs) these are things that you're just like you're craving these adult experiences yeah that sometimes adults are feigning you know sometimes adults are faking orgasms and like faking passing out in churches and faking their performances or whatever these were these are things that you have to find your own reality and your own connection with your own vibration and i think that's a difficult thing to explain to a young person but what i tell young people all the time is you have something that everybody else in this world wants you don't have money yet you don't have to, you know you don't have access to a lot of things yet you don't have you know, don't have the right to vote perhaps if you're if you're young there's these things that you need that you have to wait for the right time for my mom used to say don't go to an underage club when you're 18 because then when you're 21 it's going to be boring and you might have to get into crazier <laughs> stuff you know like let everything come in its time yeah but the thing that you have that has so much value that people like pe- the reason people take creams to make themselves look younger, the reason people act younger than they do and hang out with different crowds to appear younger or have plastic surgery or whatever is they want to appear to have what you already possess. And that is time. Mm. You have this time to do so much with what you want to do. And, th- and that includes your relationship with God. And what's so hurtful though, is systematic ways in which the church restricts LGBTQ plus youth from experiencing the church community and the fullness of God if they're honest about who they are. If they really truly show up as they are, 
The church says, I'm sorry, you can't lead and you can't volunteer. And Young Life is one of those organizations that's doing that. So I, I know what you're saying, you know, as, as teenagers, we want to experience, you know, we, we're, we're striving to experience everything that everyone else around us is. And maybe we're not, you know, whether it's an orgasm, a wet dream or speaking in tongues, but the church is stopping us from experiencing i can't not maybe yes the church does ex- stop us from experiencing or experiencing orgasms <laughs> yeah, that happens too. but also um prevents us from being able to really sit in the seat of our soul and experiencing god from that place of authenticity you know mm. and so we end up having to reach and to fabricate or leave And Young Life is one of those organizations that is not creating the opportunities and the spaces for LGBTQ people to show up authentically as they are and to know that they're okay, that they're loved, that they're accepted. And, and hey, yeah, why don't you lead worship? Hey, yeah, why don't you lead the prayer today? And, and allow us to have our own experience with God from the seat of our soul. Mm. And so that's what we want to touch on today. And so we're going to speak here with Kent Thomas here in just a moment. But he but to, to your note, to your note about that, that's the same thing we were talking about in the previous episode about your church being affirming or not. It's so important, especially if you're listening to us and you're in seminary, like to make sure that your church knows that you're LGBTQ inclusive. All of you who are going to churches who aren't, it's important that these churches let us know that they're a safe space. Mm-hmm. Just as when we're at, in a queer space, like when we're in a, a, a gay club or a coffee shop or something, and we know that it's okay to be queer and we're in that space, there is just that level of camaraderie and just instant calmness that comes over you when you're in your own place, when mm-hmm. you're in your own zone with, you, zone with your tribe. Mm-hmm. And we need, as Christians, we need to let queer people know when they're okay to be a part of the tribe, when they can yeah. take places of leadership, yeah. when the money that they're tithing is going to a church that is affirming of them mm-hmm. and also lending their resources to LGBTQ places and, yeah. and events that need it just as much as they are for everyone else. Yeah. So much of my teenage years in youth group was struggling with my sexual identity and accepting myself because I was going through conversion therapy with the pastor at that time. And so anytime I was allowed to speak of my true identity, who I am, what I was dealing with, it was from a place of this is my struggle. This is what I'm trying to get God to fix instead of being able to say, this is how I'm designed you know, and this is what I see in this scripture with, you know, like as we've discussed on the show many times with David and Jonathan, this is how I see myself in the Bible. Just offering up perspectives. Nobody knows like whether Joseph was genderqueer or not. We can't prove that. But having that perspective can save a lot of people, mm-hmm. can save a lot of people's psyche, can save a lot of people's souls from just feeling alienated and, and left out yeah. of the conversation. Yeah. God's love is for everyone. And and just like the the scripture of the day says... Mm-hmm. Like, how dare anyone stop a young person from God's word? I, I just think it's so... I want to read it again. Matthew eighteen six. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were fastened around your neck and you were drowned in the depth of the sea. I believed in Jesus. I... I believed that Jesus was coming back and that he was going to set me free. I was convinced of it all. And, but I, I wasn't allowed to explore that authentically. And, 
where I'm sitting right now, I'm thinking about connecting with our youth, you know, right. and I feel like I didn't necessarily go to a church where they told me that I couldn't be gay or they didn't really speak ill of gay people. Mm-hmm. I didn't, or I mean, I was in youth group. Maybe I was missing that sermon. I didn't hear those kind of messages in my youth group anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, much like I was Damien and Mean Girls, that's kind of how I was when I was 16. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the same type of way. I was portraying my, a version of myself, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. people loved me for who I was and they liked me. I was funny and I, I sang and I yeah. always was like, you know, a part of everything. And when it came to the car wash, I made it fun and not tedious or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was always a part of the gang. I was taking right. a lot of great pictures and, you know, keeping the scrapbook <laughs> <I'm> so gay <laughs> for the group kind of thing. I just feel like... I needed it so bad. I needed that little glimmer of light, you know, that little glimmer of light that we get messages about that this podcast can give people Mm -hmm. just someone to say, if you're gay, God loves you. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have a relationship with, uh, with a man and be in love. What that would have done for me, I would have held on to that person. Mm -hmm. I would have listened to what they had to say Mm -hmm. because that was the path that, that was the path of least resistance for me. I wasn't going to, and I know that God talks about sacrifice and everything else, but I wasn't watching any of my peers have to sacrifice going out with their prom dates or do anything. Mm -hmm. It was a different category that I was in. And I never thought that I would be in a world where I could sit with a partner and hold hands in a church. Yeah. And and that world it not only existed then, but exists now. Yep. And if it's not in your small town, it is there for you. And if you can't find it, we'll supply it for you. Yeah, because this is it has to be out there. And honestly, people were like, "Well, who, you know, who's your competition in the podcast world?" Or blah, blah, blah. we get questions like that on the business end of things, like people who aren't necessarily asking us about what the content of our show is, but when we're talking about it from a business standpoint, and it's mm-hmm. like, please, like we want to help other people make podcasts like this. We want to help yeah. other people. Let's pave away. Yeah, like let's open up that door. Like, we, like if. You you are inspired please do something that will also spread this message like reflect this light because that is what we intend to do and that is what organizations like this organization should be doing yeah and uh so i want to get back to our person that we're going to bring on today kent thomas he is in his early 20s he was heavily involved in young life and then he came out and Young Life would not allow him to volunteer or participate any longer. And so Young Life, if you're not familiar, is a campus ministry. It is uh, has a presence in more than 8,000 schools as a weekly participation. <laughs> Do you know how many of, queer people must be mm-hmm. in, in quiet roles of leadership in an organization like this oh, for it to flourish? 100%. 100%. Do you know what I I'm know saying? Some. I know like, some. If we all got up and walked out one day. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, Jan Crouch told my friend one time, <laughs> founder of TBN, she said, if all the gay people at TBN quit, TBN would shut down. You see, that's exactly what I was trying to channel. Exactly. It's just so crazy to me. Like, queer people need to be celebrated in roles of leadership in the church. Yeah. Anyone, anyone, queer or not, who is willing to dedicate their time and their resources and their life to Christ in order to f- help spread the word and do things should be celebrated yeah. in these communities. And so in Young Life, more than 300,000 young people gather weekly within this organization. But the policy of this organization is towards LGBTQ people needs an this. update. So Young Life will allow students, LGBTQ students, to participate in Young Life activities, but they do not allow them to volunteer or to take leadership roles. The organization's stance explicitly states that homosexuality is described as a lifestyle and clearly not in accord with God's creation purposes. And this is what I have to say to that. 
a lot of Christians will argue that LGBT people can't procreate and therefore outside of God's purpose, like what Young Life is trying to say and therefore why LGBT people can't participate. Now, we may not be able to procreate through same-sex relationships yet, <laughs> but we do hold the capacity and the ability to care for God's creation. Absolutely. The same people that I say this all the time, this is one of my biggest arguments, but uh, the same people that are watching starving children around the world on these like infomercials donate 60 cents a day, the price of a Mm -hmm. cup of coffee, Mm -hmm. the same people that are like praying for these children Mm -hmm. are the ones that are voting against gay adoption. And how dare these executives, these people that have the wrong translation, how dare they try to prohibit more people from caring for God's creation in a biblical way, which is, you know, which is not the only way, but it's the way of our tradition, right? How dare you try to stop someone from bringing others to this person named Jesus who loves and cares for us and then spreading that more how dare you bitch you're gonna get a millstone around your neck (laughs) i'm like i can't believe that that scripture i am like you know just because you can't have a baby we don't want you in leadership over yourself like oh you do it that way no you can't sit with us when i came when i (laughs) to borrow that oh no when i came out to god like face to face and like had this moment I vowed that I would figure out the reason that queer people were on this earth. And I truly feel like it's to take care of all these unwanted children in the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have all of this, all of this resource and so much just love. Use your brain just a little bit. Do your research a little bit. If, if two and you're going to get over it. Enough money and enough love to go around. Then why not be able to spread it? Yeah. Like the, uh, the not being able to do that is literally the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah, <laughs> which is the irony of all of this. Don't let these people, young people, if you're listening to me today right now, and I hope some of you are, like, do not let these people dictate your life for you. Do not let them tell you what you can and cannot believe. Do not let them tell you that God's love is not for you. God's love is for everyone. You were knit in the womb. You are special. You were created this way. And you have so much love to give. And there is another person. There is another person out there. Another LGBTQ person who's probably had similar struggles as you who is out there for you. You are not alone. God's love will knit your souls the way David and Jonathan's were. Mm -hmm. Do not listen to these people. Well, I want to get it to our guest, uh, Kent Thomas, uh, who went viral because he came out and Young Life, you know, said no more. And so he has started a movement called hashtag do better Young Life. And this is just one of the one examples of how the overall church can do better and how there is a movement and a push for our church to to do better because we still we don't want to leave our communities. We love you. We want to be part of you. But you know what? God has sent us to say, hey, here's an t- opportunity to grow. You know that revival you've been asking for? You know those chains that you've been asking to be broken and, and, and for more freedom and to know me better and deeper? Here it is. You know, sometimes God doesn't bring it how you like it. But this is, this is one of those opportunities. And so we're going to speak to Kent Thomas. And who else is going to pick up the window treatments? I've seen some of your tacky churches. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, Kent Thomas. How are you doing today? 
Good. Yeah. It's been a pretty busy month, but yeah, it's, I really appreciate both of your work and think you're doing amazing stuff. So I'm excited to chat. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're doing amazing work as well. So you started this online movement called Do Better Young Life. Tell us a little bit about that. You were a leader in Young Life. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Young Life has been a huge part of my life, definitely since birth. So Do Better Young Life is kind of a call for Young Life to change their anti-queer policies, as well as sort of a collection of other actions that are excluding people that don't fit a pretty specific mold. Well, tell me a little bit more about Young Life, because I'm not really... Yeah, oh, that's a great question. Uh, Yeah, Young Life is a parachurch organization, and their big mission is to go to the quote-unquote furthest out kid, so the kid who knows the least about Jesus, to reach them and to... So it's it's an organization that was created for essentially outsiders in the Christian community. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> People that need the, the message the most. <laughs> wow, <laughs> isn't this ironic? <laughs> yeah, incredibly ironic. So obviously that's a noble mission to believe in, and you dedicated many years of your life both in the program and then working with the program? Yeah. Both my parents were leaders when they were in college, so I was around Young Life as a kid. Then especially in college, I got very involved both as a leader throughout the school year. Then all my summers were spent up at Young Life camps. So this was camps where you guys did Bible study and charity events and fundraising and team building exercises. Yeah. All of Young Life, especially those summers, fully changed my life. So it's mm. it's a great organization and a, that makes Do Better Young Life a bit challenging because I know they do so much good. Right. And I also personally know they do a lot of harm, too, that needs to be talked about. So when did you first start realizing that maybe there was some pushback on their approach towards LGBTQ people? Well, I kind of like generally just as like being an evangelical kid knew that being gay wasn't something to be excited about. But I really hit that fence when I was 24 and I came out and asked the national office if I could be a leader. When I asked, it was just a clear no, like you can't lead because you're gay. And I actually didn't know there was such a specific policy until then. And I found out that's definitely by design. Mm. Right. It's a little bait and switch situation. Right. Utilize all the resources that queer people can uh, provide, but then not allow them to excel in roles of leadership. And make them an outsider within it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm realizing queer kids, as far as participants, are sort of a form of currency where Young Life really wants to be seen as a progressive organization. So if there are queer kids who attend their events, they're able to say, look, we're super inclusive. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So that feels like... Yeah, and almost like queer kids are being used as this marketing thing, and then they're shown the door once they reach 18, which right. is incredibly devastating. Azariah and I have been talking about this a lot lately, where churches want to like give themselves a name like Dynamite Church or Energize, <laughs> Energize Christ, or and they sound like gyms, uh-huh. and they're trying to give this like facade uh-huh. of, we're cool, we're yeah. not like a regular church, we're a cool church, <laughs> and trying to convince mm-hmm. people that it's like uh, something else, when and also appearing to be gay affirming. Appear, this is right at the root of it, and I'm having issues with this with a lot of churches where they say oh well we don't know about policy but the pastor loves everyone or something like that and sort exactly. of keep passing the buck up and up and up and up but then when does it stop and when does it actually point at god you know so that's the question and the reason i felt like running with it 
is because I know for me, I was, it's been over five years doing this privately with Young Life, at least trying to. So the next step was more of a public hashtag campaign. Mm -hmm. And it was not my doing, but it was, you know, it was just one hashtag. And then it just went like wildfire. Like as Virility does. And and others started coming forward with their own stories of being LGBTQ in Young Life. So uh, what are some of these stories and experiences that you've heard and people are sharing? It's interesting. Yeah, it's, so it started with my queer story. And then very quickly, it was other queer people, also people of color and women and people who had been shamed for not fitting into the mm-hmm. mold. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these stories are... Especially for queer people, it is just heart-wrenching, sort of shunning. Then there's the whole spectrum of racist jokes, sexist mm-hmm. jokes, mm-hmm. Uh, the sure. whole purity culture and yeah. how that like ravages, especially mm-hmm. women. I think the common thread between most of the stories is that it was our home and our community, and then it quickly became a place it wasn't, and just how heartbreaking that is. Besides pray, because we're about to do that in a minute, uh, what can our listeners do to help? Like, what do you suggest uh, to get the word out there to help push the needle? Because, you know, it's people like you who actually do speak up and say something. It's that letter you wrote. It's those things that change people and move mountains. You know, when mm-hmm. I do speak with someone who's from a progressive church and they say something like, you know, again, like, well, I don't know about policy, but past Pastor John loves everyone. Well, <laughs> all the Pastor Johns eventually have to get together and stand up for us, you know? Yeah. And that's yes. kind of what happens. It's person by person. You wouldn't believe the power that one letter could do. Mm-hmm. So we thank you for standing up for the LGBTQ plus family. And what could we do to help? What could other people do to help? So a pretty easy one is following us at do better underscore young life on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's been our main way of sharing these stories and organizing our collective voice on that link in our bio, we have uh, a lot of other action steps, but Instagram for now is our hub. Give us some, um, give us some actionables, give us some like uh, statistics or stuff in the coming week. And when we put this uh, podcast out, we will put them on our uh, Instagram as well of stuff mm-hmm. that people can tweet out using the hashtag and have something that we can do because it, each voice, if we all rise up in accord, uh, we can make a noise. So I think for, especially for people who have any personal experience with Young Life to share that as publicly mm-hmm. as they feel comfortable. Then for people who maybe aren't as familiar with Young Life, the ally stories or the stories of people who just care are important. So that's sharing posts or sort of writing a reflection personally. One of our main goals is to just show Young Life that thousands upon thousands of people care. So right now is through social media and we're working on next steps that would expand beyond that. But right now it's it's mostly that. Okay. Where, where do you see the future of this movement? So the main hope is that Young Life would change, but it means more than just the policy. There's the anti-queer policy. Mm-hmm. Then there's also the deep roots of white supremacy, yep. sexism, yep. and the toxic theology that yep. really is like the foundation. So Amen. it would take a whole lot for me and others to celebrate Young Life, but they, I think they can become a little less harmful by definitely being clear about their policies. So not doing the bait and switch mm-hmm. to queer youth. It's uh, almost and better saying, to say you're not welcome here than just to say come in here exactly. and then it be under a false yeah. pretense. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 100%. So that is the main hope. And then also Clarity. outside of Young Life, it's healing to share stories and to read stories that are similar to ours. So I know that the future, no matter what Young Life does, 
the future is just finding community amidst those who are pushed out. Yeah, Young Life, if you're listening, this is your rumbling that's happening right now, as Brene Brown says. This is your rumbling. And (laughs) there is a reckoning coming. And that reckoning is going to involve undoing the toxic Mm. theology. So you were even saying, it's just not LGBTQ people. It's people of color. It's women. And that goes into the evangelical toxic theology that has just permeated that world and and that culture for so long. It's so over for us. We are so over it. Over it. Yeah. The story of Ham to explain how people of color came about. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. Get that out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, Proverbs 31 woman, is that is that the one that they use? Get that shit out of here. You know, it is time for us to say that everyone is welcome at this table, just as you are, without any exceptions, and that we are here to pursue Christ together and to know his will and to embody his values and her values, even Mm -hmm. the divine's Mm -hmm. values, and then and share that with the world because it is the good news. It's what saved us and young life this is your rumbling and your reckoning is happening and it's time for you to get caught up or get left behind amen okay let's get into prayer okay (laughs) because (laughs) because this is where it starts um amen and as right before we bow our heads here to pray this goes right in line with our prayer request from erica yeah erica requested that we pray for lgbtq christians who are getting rejected by other christians so this goes right in right in there okay so let's bow our heads Dear Lord, we come together, the three of us here on this podcast with all the rest of the people listening and joining us in our weekly family. We come before you and ask you to please give strength to those who have found a betrayal in young life. We ask them to give strength to people within their churches to rise up to their pastors and and find out. Are you affirming or not? And please declare that we are all is welcome in the house of the Lord. And God, we just pray that you give Kent and others who are leading this movement, the guidance that they need and the wisdom that they need to do this well and and to do it effectively, because this is your work. This is God's work, the work of reconciliation, the work of healing, the work of freedom, and tearing down the walls that have imprisoned all of us. And that includes the leader's of young life and those who are perpetuating this toxic and broken theology. I pray, Lord, that you open their minds, Lord. Open their minds. Let them see that looking for the most marginalized person, looking to the deepest corner for the person who needs God the most, that there they will find the rainbow community. There they will find the LGBTQIA people. And we need to make sure that those children are protected. We need to protect our queer kids, Lord, from this rhetoric. And we need to protect them and make them feel welcome. Yeah, we know that they want to do good, but God, help guide us Yes. Steer their eyes, steer their minds, steer their hearts. Let them see. In their own youth group, I'm sure they love the laughter that a young queer kid brings them or the creativity that a young queer kid brings them. I'm sure it adds to the joyfulness on their trips and on their journeys and on their hikes. All of the the beautiful rewards of being friends with a creative queer individual brings. I'm sure they're reaping those benefits. Let them see those things. Let that light shine so bright. Let the queer person that is that is in their sight shine so bright that they can't help but say that is a gift from God. Yeah. Ken, is there anything that you would like to add to this prayer? I'd just like to say gay men. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, Lord. Thank you so much. Yes. I just think it's so important that we do we do a prayer every week because, yeah, you know, when yeah. the, one of the origins of this podcast was when the Pulse shooting happened, I was looking for a prayer for LGBTQ people that I could say mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, I was at a loss for words and I couldn't find one. And I know yeah. that they were out there. I just couldn't find them. They weren't. Re- so I just was like, I'm going to try to make them as visible as possible. So we have one mm-hmm. every week and we thank you for joining us on our show and for our prayer. Thank you so much, Ken, for 
all that you're doing. And thanks for coming Thank on you. Yash Jesus. Yes. Thank you for having me. I so appreciate you too. We appreciate what you do too. And keep in touch. Well, that was awesome. I get so proud when I hear of young people like Kent just doing things to help push the needle because that's all we could really do is just move this needle until people are able to see queer people, just see us and and recognize us and realize us in the house of the Lord. Yeah. To be able to be seen, fully seen and accepted just as we are. Thank you, Kent, for the work you're doing and follow Do Better Young Life on yeah. Instagram hashtag it if you have a story or experience from young life because of who you are you were ostracized or othered you know speak up and speak out and and use the hashtag do better young life we need to hold our leaders accountable and we need to hold the theology and the bad policies and practices that are hurting us accountable and that's what this is we're not attacking the leaders we're not attacking young life we're saying do better and we're very passionate about it. I'm, I, I, let me speak for myself. I'm very passionate about it because I've been hurt by the religious institutions like so many of you. And we, we can't sit back and be quiet anymore. This is no longer the silent age. It's time to speak out. And it's okay to speak about what has hurt you. And it's okay to share it. And this is the space for it. So do better, young life. At Instagram, hashtag, all of that. <laughs> wow, Azzy, you're on fire. I'm going to throw a bucket of water on you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you guys, thank you for joining us for another episode of Yas Jesus. Um, if you would like to reach out to us, if you have a praise request or a prayer report, why, why can't I do it? You're doing it. A praise it. You're report doing it. and a prayer request. <laughs> You can reach us at pray at yasjesuspod.com. Once again, I'm Jennifer Francesi. And I'm Azariah Southworth. And God bless you. See you next time on Yas Jesus.